Welcome to episode three of Mom Boss Chronicles. We will be discussing today real estate market real estate. as a whole, kind of getting like a history of the real estate market in New Jersey and where we're at today. Sure. Jen, start us off. Sure. You're, you've so got I, the most history. I've had my license longest in this group. Um, I got my license back in 2007. Whoa. I know. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Um, you old. No, I feel it after saying it because it's just wild how long ago that was. Wonderful time to start real estate, <laughs> yes. huh? Tell us about that. Sure. So um, I graduated from Rowan with a history degree. <laughs> nice. I know. Right? I love history. <laughs> I it was a good right. four years. Yeah. So, I mean, I graduated with a history degree and um, I also studied education there, but I decided while I was in college that I didn't want to pursue it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love kids um, and I love history, but I just was like, I don't want this to be my career. So um, I abandoned ship. I graduated with a history degree and I didn't know what to do because at that time it was 2005 that I graduated. Even though the economy was doing good, it was really hard to find a job back then, like really yeah. hard. And all I had was a degree in history, which was kind of useless unless I was going to get my master's. And I didn't want to spend more money right, to get right. a master's degree unless I was totally sure. Um, and my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, was uh, working in mortgages. He got a job at Countrywide. Oh, my God. Countrywide. Countrywide. Wow. Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's so so Gary was doing mortgages at Countrywide. Um, and I was a legal assistant for a little while. And then I worked at a doctor's office for a little while um, just trying to figure it out. And he's like, I, I like real estate, but I don't like mortgages. Like, I don't want to do this forever, but I really do like real estate. Maybe we should get our real estate license together. And that was 2007. And we went on Saturdays and every Saturday, <laughs> how romantic, we're like 23 years old, um, taking our real estate class together. From like, like, you guys are a focused couple, <laughs> know. Though, you know, like. Um, we spent our Saturdays. Um, Not hungover. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Going to real estate school. And I remember we both took our test together and I was like, God help me if he passes. And I don't because I am going to be so upset. And thankfully we both passed. Um, and I didn't know what to do with it. And real estate, for those who don't know it, when you're a real estate agent, agent um, it is commission based. So, um, 100%. Yeah, 100% commission based. You do not get paid until the deal closes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I didn't have any money really. So I couldn't go into it full time in 2007. Mm -hmm. So what I did though was I was like, I want to do this full time. So 2007, we worked and we saved um, as much as we could. And then 2008, <coughs> I went into real estate full time. I was really lucky because my neighbor at the time was in real estate and he asked me if I wanted to work with him and be like his assistant and then he would show me the ropes and I took that opportunity. Yeah. So I feel like for anybody who starts, it's so awesome if you can, you know, attach yourself some, to somebody who's doing um, real estate already because there's so much that they did not prepare you for in real estate school. Like they do not prepare you for anything at all. Yeah. Like they teach you the law, which is important, but they don't teach you how to sell, how to do right. comps, how to show houses, how to talk to people, how to negotiate um so i worked for him and it was 2008 and it was a grind because at that time real estate came cr crashing down to you know a halt um it was really tough and he told me about cook calling so i used to have to pick up the phone and i would have to make 100 calls a week 20 calls a day um and i would definitely get hung up a lot and we or i would even set appointments and it was really cool because i was able to set appointments but then the half the battle was you go on these appointments and people would want to sell, but they were stuck on a number that they got their neighbor got last year mm -hmm. yeah. and the market was down. Mm -hmm. right. And it was at the point back then when if a comp closed, let's say for 300,000 in 2008, you had to tell the seller and it was so tough. I know that your neighbor sold for 300, but you're only going to sell for 260. Yeah. yeah. And it was such a hard conversation. 
Um, but I'm happy I did it back then because it gave me that thick skin to talk to people. Right. How did like did you fear fear feel fearful about making cold calls? And I how did. did you get over it? Yeah, great question. I definitely did. Yeah. Um I got over it because um I did it in a group setting. I would do it uh, at the office, the real estate office, and other people were calling. And if they were doing it, I was like, I can do it. And at the end of the day, also, I kept telling myself, and it was the truth, I'm here to try to help people. I need to find the people that need help. So I'm going to reach out to people and people are going to tell me no. And that's okay. If they don't need me, they should hang up on me. They don't need me right now. <laughs> but if somebody needs me, I, I need to be there for them. And I would connect with people who were truly like, oh, my God, yes, I'm totally lost. Can you come over? I don't know what to do. Um, so my focus when I was cold calling was I need to find the people that need me. And I kept focusing that way. And I'm, you know, I'm a good agent. I have a good team behind me. I have this you know, person I'm working with, his name is Lawrence. He was awesome. And Lawrence and I are going to take really good care of them because yeah. Lawrence has great experience and I'm going to make sure everything goes well. So I just kept telling myself that. You know, I love that. Yeah. I, that's great. They need me. Yeah. They need me. They no, need yeah. me. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It's a gen that's like you're helping others. You're not there yes. like, I'm not here to take your money. You yeah. Know, so it's, take advantage. Yeah. And we would go on these appointments and we would meet with people and it was tough. And a lot back then was short sales. Mm -hmm. And a short sale is tough for those that don't know it. A short sale is when somebody owes more on their home than what they can sell it for. And that was really hard so to like do. So like essentially underwater? Underwater. Okay. There's no equity on their home. Yeah. And that was really hard because they would want to sell. A situation would come up. Maybe they couldn't afford the payments anymore because the rate changed. Or, you know, maybe they lost their job. Something was happening where they couldn't keep the home. So then we would have to go to the bank and negotiate with the bank and say, yes, I know they owe 300000 but their home is only worth two sixty, And we would have to you know, negotiate with the bank to accept that. And that took a really long time, six months to a year, and you never knew the timeline. So real estate market was really tough back then. And then you had buyers who were you know, wanting to buy, but then scared because would the market keep going down? Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to convince buyers from 2008 to 2011 to buy. I was actually going to buy a condo in Jersey City uh, in 2008. Okay. And, um, God, I wish I would, I would have made like $300,000 right? off of it, but it was 2008 and oh. people were getting laid off and everything happened. Yeah. Lehman closed down and, and I'm the world like, was you know, I mean, I was just a little, like a little person at the firm that I worked for at the time, but I was so afraid that mm -hmm. I was going to get laid off. I didn't thankfully, but I backed out of the deal, you know, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people had that same yeah. kind of mindset thought process about. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. People would back out. And I totally like, even if I got a buyer to commit, right? Like, let's say we signed a contract, we're in a turn of half the times it died in inspection the littlest oh. things would freak them out yeah they were like well that roof is 10 years old and they're supposed to be replaced every 20 it's older oh yeah. gosh yes and i'm like i know but it's a really nice neighborhood you know but people were scared yeah so scared so it was really tough market um thankfully it's, it's like a wonder you stayed right? honestly like you yeah. definitely had trial by fire yes and <laughs> like thankfully i had gary my boyfriend at the time he was also you know working with me full-time yep. now in this point in real estate he was doing property management at that time but also real estate license agent um and i had lawrence who kept saying you know this doesn't cycles come and go right hang in there this isn't going to last forever cycles come and go he's like i've been in it for a long time i've seen the ups and the downs you're gonna you hang such in. a good mentor he was kind of awesome. helped yeah. like frame that's yeah. great and my really good friend marissa at the time she was uh, a college student at Rutgers, and she wow. was making money and doing really good and she was my inspiration so again attaching yourself to the right people um and it was 2008 it wasn't honestly until 2012 that the real estate market started to turn and I remember all of a sudden in 2012, people were buying the ugly houses. And that's mm -hmm. how you know that the market was changing because buyers were getting less particular because they had so much inventory back then, 2008, 2009, 2010, right. 2011. But then 2011, 2012, homes were getting snatched off. 
And if you didn't make a good offer, sorry, you didn't have, you know, you had to um, be kind of quick. You didn't have to be too quick, but you had to be decisive. Yeah. And um, you had to see the deal through. And finally, in 2012, the tide started changing. And that's when I was so grateful I stuck it out. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, I'm, yeah, I stuck it out. And I had a great year that year. And then um, I had probably gained so much knowledge too, like over yeah. those four years that you were like, yes. you leaned into it more. And Absolutely. Like I was grateful that I had started back in 2008, not 2012. Yep. Right. Because I, I was still young and, but I had known, I gathered a lot of information and I was truly able to help my buyers and sellers in that position. Yep. And I was like, nope, I, you know, I think we should do this. And, you know, I was, pretty well adjusted at that time. And then 2013, my husband and I got married and um, we decided to work together in real estate and we had a really great year. And I would say from like 2012 to like about maybe even 2018, the market was kind of balanced. Like things were going pretty well. Homes were appreciating. Instead of losing money, every year homes were appreciating. And it was definitely a good market to be in for a seller and for a buyer. Um, Things were getting better. The interest rates were getting better. The inventory situation was getting better. It was really good. And we weren't used to work hard. What was happening, though, is more people were getting into the industry, right? So back in 2008, 2012, there wasn't that many realtors. But then the competition got really fierce in 2015. You know, there was a bunch of realtors. So you had to do a lot to stand out, you know, and cold calling. I felt like everybody was cold calling. So that wasn't, you know, going to work as much. But you had to do a lot to stand out to your clients. Um, so you always had to perfect your game. So no matter how long I had been in it, I had to keep perfecting my game. Um, and things were really good. And then, you know, 2018, it was kind of balanced. But we started to see an inventory crisis. Mm-hmm. And do you want to talk, I guess, about your... Because you started coming in... Uh, I started in January of 2016. Okay. So, like you said, it was really... It was a great time to start for me, I, mm-hmm. I would say, because... The market was, it was still a seller's market, I would say, but I mean, I guess kind of also a buyer's market. It you, was balanced. Yeah, it was more. pretty balanced. Yeah. I mean, I would, my weekend. I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. My weekends would be full with buyer showings or listing appointments and it was great. And people would see six homes in a day, you know, I'd, I'd take one buyer out, we'd go, we'd see six houses and couple days later, we'd see another six and then they'd make up their mind. They put an offer. We'd negotiate a little bit and mm-hmm. it would get accepted. So it was it was wonderful. You were able to negotiate. You were able to negotiate. Like yes. Put in an offer to have the seller respond. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And now when buyers want to negotiate, it's, it's rare. There's just nine times out of ten. It's just there's no negotiating. You're yeah. going the other way. Yeah. Um. So it I definitely miss that. Um. It was. And it was like a healthy market because homes expired. So if a home was overpriced, yes. you know what happened? It didn't it sell. It didn't sell. Absolutely. And then people were like, well, maybe my price is too high. I need to readjust. We don't yep. have that now. Yeah. yeah. I'll always tell people at the end of the day, if a house is not selling, they'll say, what's wrong with it? I say, it's the price. Mm-hmm. Even a house that's falling down will sell at oh, the right yes. price. Yes. <laughs> Someone will buy Investors it. Investors. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Location. Yeah. Yep. Um, even in this market, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was 2016. I would say 2019 was the last year, really, of it being a little normal. Well, my house that I bought with you and that you listed, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. That was August, that, right? Right. 2019. I got I got market a, I got, for more than 30 days. Yeah. yeah. I remember because, like, there was time. Was price there was time for me to actually drive by it a 
couple times like and to figure that that out and like yeah and and i and we negotiated yeah and got it for under asking yep same with the house i bought i bought in september 2019 in a town i never thought i would be able to get into and and the right opportunity came yeah and you know we needed some updating and whatever we've put a lot of money into the house but it's you know Definitely, even if the market wasn't the way it is, it would definitely still be a great investment on our part. So we got fairly lucky on that. Um, I have Gary to thank uh-huh. for that one. Because you almost walked Gary. away, right? Yeah, I, I didn't think I would get it for the price I was comfortable at. And he said, you never know, just make an offer. And it's funny because that's something I would tell my clients. I know. Yes. But when it comes to yourself, it's you, so funny, right? like, you yeah. lose everything. Yeah. So I I was like, can you just be my realtor? Uh-huh. For so, and he did. He negotiated the deal for me, that's which is amazing. so funny. So we got it for under asking price and... Uh-huh. And it worked out. Yeah, so I I do have Gary to thank that's for awesome. that. I honestly so don't think that, I would have bought it. Oh, that's it's awesome. so funny that like for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, everything goes out the window. Cripple, cripple a little <laughs> yeah, bit, you know, completely yeah. crippled. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> it's so funny. So, um, yeah, it was really a great. It was great. I did so well the first year, of course, in real estate. It, it's. I know you grinded with cold calls yes, too, like I for did. yourself. But oh, did yeah. you have a fear about that, and how did you get over it? Like honestly, not, it's like a, no, not really. Yeah. It, like I mentioned in a you know our, our one of our previous sessions, I sort of my back was kind of up against the wall yeah, when I started baby. real estate. Yeah. I, it was like you have no choice. You need to make this work. I have a and baby to feed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was a single mom, so I just did it it really that was it i just jumped i did it like and people hung up on you yeah like, okay. and what do i care it, yeah. but it worked out mm-hmm. and do i want to do that now no but yeah. i've been doing this for yeah. seven years you so have a good established yeah. Plan base. Yeah, yeah but it, it did work and um i did other things too but yeah it worked i built my business and i've been consistent pretty much every year i've you know i have it's a consistent job for me and it's yeah. great or career rather. And um, obviously now we are a facing market. It's a different market. We fa- we are facing challenges. So and- even though I've been in since 07, I've never seen anything like this market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. And it's definitely uncharted territories and I have no idea where we go from here. So we'll yeah. start to talk now about where we are. And we, were, yeah. we ended with 2019 because 2020 was the year that I yeah. think it yeah. really changed. That's when I started. Yeah. Was the yeah. fall fall like late fall of 2020 yeah so So you were even in as it was like crazy then it was super crazy when covid dropped the rate we were scared we were scared danielle and i were in the middle of a renovation no idea like what like who would have ever known no yeah yeah so we had right before covid closed february danielle gary and i bought an investment property (laughs) and we were like oh no are we gonna lose our money yeah we were like this was this is terrible (laughs) and we got we also got delayed something i think it was like cabinets got delayed oh, because of it because of covid and it ended up working out in our advantage because by the time the house was ready to in june, list right was it ready i think it was ready in june, june. 2020 yeah so by that yeah. time we got even more money we got more than, money than we had thought we would uh, yeah that's when we realized because everyone was fleeing yes. like the yeah the metropolitan areas and yeah. like going down here that's like, when things got crazy yeah i guess people were stuck in their space and because during covid i was stuck in my two family uh, upstairs apartment 600 square feet with a four-year-old uh, yes. so i totally understood why yeah. people were like eager to buy the house yeah, absolutely like, i would say it was like a month so what covid hit mid-march i would say it was 
a good month, month and a half of weirdness. Totally. Deals got canceled. Yeah. We like, had, oh my God, sell- how are we going to survive? We buyers canceled, end of the world. sellers yeah. canceled. Yeah. And I understood. Yes. Yeah. The whole, I think the whole world was like, right, in that, in a state, a frantic state. Yes. <laughs> right. Very yeah. strange. Yeah. yeah. And then as the summer and restrictions started to ease up, then all of a sudden people were looking yeah. with masks oh, on. Yeah. yeah. Masks, gloves. And I remember opening doors, bringing like three pairs of gloves. Yes. And yeah. Cha- it was crazy. And yeah. One at a time in. <laughs> your you know. Purell. Not shaking yeah. hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that summer, the, we saw the, cr- the the frenzy of a market. And we were like, whoa. Yeah. Like, people are still buying, which is good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the economy needed it. And that was good that people were still buying. Yeah. I mean, so you listed a home. I To this day, I think the most amount of, of um, like, offers we received on... One of my listings was 53 offers we received. Which town was oh, that? Oh, my God. That was, the, I think, Bayville. Okay. Oh. And was yeah. that 2020? I think 2021, okay. I want Isn't that crazy? Going through 50. So after 2020, then offers. we did not see the slowdown of the demand. Yeah. We just kept seeing the demand. So you yeah. jump in in 2020, right? Yeah, so, okay. late 2020. And then what it was your perspective on the market? So you jump in and what did you see? Um, I mean, just basically kind of like trailing you guys along like how I mean obviously knowing that the rates had gone down that was a huge inspiration for people to to buy Mm -hmm. you know now's the time um and then people sellers knowing that they could get you know really top dollar dollar for their houses um you know it was an intriguing thing to set to see and you know I think for me jumping in it was obviously a great time to jump into the to the business because you know some things are kind of handed on a platter you Mm -hmm. know and uh also at an age where a lot of my friends are buying houses for the first time so it all kind of came together very nicely yeah um but it was it was also challenging because you were going up against you know crazy multiple bidding yeah. situations uh-huh. and like how are you making your deal stand apart from the others because everyone's waiving inspection that was everyone's crazy. waiving appraisal uh-huh. you know like uh even or if you cash. didn't have contingencies and you're going yeah. up oh cash forget mm-hmm. it selling their firstborn child no, yeah. literally that's what it kind of felt like yeah, it was it, like so crazy it was i had it. never seen so many cash offers oh, until yeah. 2020 yeah. and that was just wild well, i was like see. where are you all getting this cash I guess from? This and like where can i get yeah this just happened to me two weeks ago i had an offer accepted from um for my buyer clients it's a nice townhouse port monmouth 550 we were in attorney review and we got kicked out by a cash offer and wow. we tried increasing our offer we tried waiving appraisal it didn't matter these people had cash and they are willing to go higher and there's just nothing you can really do at that point. i know <laughs> I, so, Cash is king. Yeah, Cash is king. <laughs> I'm, you know, before this, obviously, it had been multiple offer situations. Even when the market was bad, there were certain towns um, that stood out. And if a home was nice and there was a demand, you were going to get multiple offers. So that, I've been through the multiple offer situation. And by that, that was maybe multiple offers of three or Two four. Two or three. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Five and, to seven over asking. I remember that was always kind of my line, not a line, but what I would tell my buyers, you'd be good, like five to seven thousand over asking price. And I thought that was a lot. Yep. Now it's fifty thousand over asking. And you still uh, don't know. Yeah. On my last listing, I had a hundred and eighty thousand over asking. Yes. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hundred and eighty thousand. Twelve crazy. offers, you know, like it's just and and but like it's interesting because there was a lull in the winter. There yeah. was, right? Yes. And now it seems like... I think, hot again. Like, hot again. Yeah, it was almost like the market was a little frozen. Like, yep. people were... Well, it's crazy. So then, okay, so 2020, <clears throat> 2021, rates are great, right? Three, and, mm-hmm. and this is where I got scared because, like, 2021... 
I remember, I think it was Gary listed a house in brick and there was 48 offers on it. And my heart broke for all the 47 other people who didn't yeah. get it. Because yeah. people were definitely upset and they wrote these letters and they'd find them and call them and they'd be like, why didn't I get it? Yeah. And that was tough. And I'm like, oh my God, where do we go from here? Right. right? Um, and then I, I think the issue is definitely the inventory. So then 2022 last year, right, the rates started to change. Yep. And I felt like that needed to happen because yeah. they were definitely low for so long. Yep. And when the rates started to change, I thought, and so did other people, well, then the prices are going to come down or flatline. Right. They have no. not. Yeah. Not, not really. No. I mean, in no. some situations, I think, um, depending, and totally case-by-case situation, like some houses, like, are still kind of sitting. But no, it no. really didn't change. Yeah. It, if anything, homes are... For people who are like in 2021 or 2022, like, oh, I'm just going to wait. You know, I'm going to wait another year. I'm going to wait to see what happens. Like, dude, oh you're gosh. missing out on yeah. appreciation at it, this point. Like, And rents have gone up. Mm-hmm. Everything is. So I would say in the winter when things that were there was that lull, I would say there was like a what, two, three month period where things sort of felt like they were flatlining right. a little bit. And then it they it went up again. Yes. So if something sold a year year and a half ago for 400,000 now it's selling for 450 so we're even higher than the highest that we uh, were yes. at right. so it was high rates too yes so, so people, people who are paying it more are like oh. and paying high rates right higher rate and I, I think it has to do definitely with the inventory which I don't keep saying but that's one issue yes mm-hmm. we need more yeah. inventory and I would say while I think we're this might come across as like we're scaring people but I, you know, my buyers will say, should I buy? Is this a good time? I can't answer that question Mm -hmm. for you. All I can say is if you can afford your monthly payment and you're comfortable, buy the house because how much are you going to pay in rent? I know. What's your alternative? That's your alternative Mm -hmm. is paying probably almost double in rent for a house you don't know. Right. Right. So that would be, that's my answer. And I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen. And real estate is very secular. I don't know where you're listening from, but we're here in New Jersey. Um, I feel like for New Jersey and this area that we live in, in Monmouth County, I feel like it's only the pressure is going to keep growing. There's yeah. a lot of job growth in our area, which we're grateful for. Um, so I feel like the pressure for this area, obviously right. other parts. And living of, by the beach yes. and quality of yeah. life. New York and city and, and you're easy. You're easy into the city if you need to be, yes. to your point, easy into yeah. Philly if you need to be. And, and, and generally, like I just people around Monmouth County are just generally pretty laid back. And people are making it full time here, right? Like people yeah. can now are flexible with work. Right. So before where they needed to be, maybe Bergen County or up north, mm-hmm. are like, you know what? I can commute one to two days a week from this area. Right. So I'm just going to buy a home buy that here. condo on Lo- in Long Branch on the beach. Yeah, yeah. so Take many the people. Train in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the current state of the market is still pretty crazy. It is crazy. I mean, listen, I think my, I guess, outlook in the short amount of time I've been an agent compared to you guys is that, like, I think people adjusted to the rates. I mean, at the end of the day, you need to buy a house. If you're Mm -hmm. in the market, you're going to buy a home. The rates aren't terrible compared right. to what most of our parents paid mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. 80s. You know, yeah. your APR rate on your Chase card is like significantly yes. higher. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like what's 7% when you can also refinance down the line to get into the home of your dreams or mm-hmm. a home that's going to help you get to the home of your dreams. What I think we need now is for the sellers who are afraid to make that move, make right. the move for refinanced at like 2%, know, 3%, yes. you know, um, open the market up 
please for some other yes, folks because I think that's why we're in the inventory like sh- like shortage we're in is because people like who have that three percent rate yeah. are like okay so then if I sell I'm gonna have to go into a six or a seven right yeah but if your situation calls for it because maybe you add it to your family or mm-hmm. you're downsizing yeah. and you also probably have a ton of equity in your house yes, you know right. so like Trade. you can roll that into yeah, you know putting of, a higher down payment onto right. your next house level it out a little mm-hmm. bit refinance once the interest rates go down yeah and then you're, you know, hopefully in a better position and yeah. in a house that you want to be long term. And so I guess historically, we've always sort of thrown out this number as well, that the average American would typically stay in their home for seven years. So I'm now in my seventh year of real estate. And it's interesting to see. I mean, I've had some people that I've sold houses to in the past. Is it the seven year itch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven year itch. <laughs> they have sold. But I think... If the market was a little more balanced, I would see a lot of these people that I sold houses to make that move, make that move because mm-hmm. they're having kids and they want a better school district, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people, like you said, it kind of feels stuck. So this is my message. Pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this market leveled yeah. out. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they're also afraid of like, what can I pick from? Yeah. Yes. Only, it's, okay, so it's a vicious cycle. I'll take that higher rate, but w- what can I pick from? Right. Mm-hmm. But our job is to find that. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. And it always works out. And we have so many different creative ways to help. And and uh, yes. there's no shortage of buyers. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, there are the demand people. is still there. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess our PSA to the buyers is um, jump in. It's never, you know, too late. It's like if, if you want a home, do it. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's always going to be a million reasons why you shouldn't right. do it. Yeah. Like, and if you follow, like, I'm, I'm sure not everybody is following other real estate investors, but mm-hmm. real estate investors are still buying real estate. They are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They see the uh, the silver lining, you mm-hmm. know, in all of this. And they're not afraid of rates. They're not afraid of, you know, putting money into the real estate. It's a tangible asset. So yeah. one way or the other, you kind of can't go wrong, you know. Yeah. Wealthy um, people tend to own real estate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and my advice too to buyers is I know you want the shiny object and I get it. People want the turnkey, especially if they only have a certain amount of money for their down payment. But if you can buy the home that needs the work. Yeah. yeah. Those are the homes Absolutely. that I feel like you can get a good deal on. Um, and then once you do the work, your equity is going to be there. Yeah. If you plan on staying there for a while. And yes, it's it sucks to live through the renovations. I've done it myself. Um, but those are the things that will give you the longest you know, return mm-hmm. on your investment. And you have your own personal touch yeah, on it, too. Yeah. You're also really nice. Yeah. So don't discount the properties that need help. And, you know, I get it because especially as a first time buyer, they're like, well, what would my parents, or my friends think? Don't worry about what yeah, people think. Cares. Yeah. yeah. If you got that home, you're just going to be so proud of yourself. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, great. Uh, great history. Like, thank, thank you for you. sharing the backgrounds. And and that, that's the economy, right? It's cyclical. Things happen. And yeah. Well, we're in cycles. Like, so it's fa- forever, like, right. Yes. We're in, we're in a, we were in a little bit of a winter. I mean, you just got to persevere and push through because, you know, um, there's a good outcome on the other side. So, well, I think, you know, obviously today's focus was was definitely real estate. And while our you know, other topics are going to cover some other things. We'll always come back and yeah, sprinkle guys, in market, like market updates yeah. on real estate because that's have, our profession. Yeah. And if you guys need yeah. real estate answers, reach out. Reach out. <laughs> yeah, you can message us on Mom Boss Chronicles. Before we go, though, I do have to say that 
Sue's shirt <laughs> is not blue velvet. It is it's this velvet. It's baby. this very it's velvet. pretty yellow, canary yellow <laughs> linen shirt. And for some reason, I match the screen. <laughs> it it looks like velvet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for Bye. listening. Bye.